Hey everyone, it's Ella, your host of the Lemon Said Podcast, a platform dedicated to supporting you by discussing all things related to managing your health, wellness, and fitness journey, no matter how many lemons life throws at you. This episode is sponsored by Mishfit Lifestyle Coaching. Mishfit prioritizes your mental health along your fitness journey. Mental strength determines physical results because any and every success starts with your mindset. Visit at Mishfit underscore lifestyle underscore coaching on Instagram today and DM her with promo code Lemonade10. That's Lemon AID10 for 10% off Mishfit's personal training package. Today, we are going to hear from an inspiring woman under 40 with a weight loss story that surfaced from many years of trauma and resilience. Born and raised in Ontario, Canada, she is a makeup artist, a loving wife, and a mother of five children, one of which has four furry legs. Following the murder of her father and years of infertility, her greatest accomplishments in life include being a mother of four talented children and executing on a memorable photo shoot to mark her weight loss milestone at the age of 36. Welcome to the Lemon Said Podcast, Vanessa DePass. So, we're going to start with some rapid-fire questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is really just to get you warmed up and for us to get to know a little bit about you. Sweet. Um, most annoying celebrity. See, I feel like Kardashians always come up to my uh, mind. Good one. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're I mean, annoying. That's understandable. Yep, they're got annoying. it. <laughs> Hopefully they're not watching, but I get it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Early bird. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. <gasps> Kardashians. No, I know. <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh I think that's for a majority of us. Yeah, oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Um, oh my God. It's the white truffle raspberry something from Kawartha's. Okay, I've never even tried oh that, my God, so I need uh, to try that. <laughs> white chocolate raspberry truffle, something like that. It has white chocolate I'm chunks gonna in it. I'm going to look out for that. Amazing. <laughs> when life throws you lemons? Make lemonade. <laughs> Speaking of lemonade, Amazing. why don't we cheers to some lemonade Absolutely. before we officially get started? Sweet. I love I it, that. I made it last night. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for the real fun. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm All ready. right. <laughs> so we're going to get into the meat of this interview, but I want to thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's <laughs> our pleasure. So if you had to write a book, what would it be about and why? <sighs> yeah, so... Uh, Honestly, sometimes I think about that. I've even talked about that with my daughter sometimes driving the car. I was like, honestly, if I had to write a book, what, like, what would it be? And I think, I think it would be about just using, for me, f fitness as medicine. Oh, okay. For me, I, I feel like it's helped me so much and I have so much to share about it that I feel like it's something that... It needs to be talked about. Absolutely. I feel like so many people use it as like a vanity right. thing versus medicine. And health, yeah. And health, absolutely. absolutely. Well, this is pretty much the whole core of what the lemon said is and what it represents. Alternative medicine and fitness is one of them. So um, you and I met, well, one primarily through our dogs. <laughs> oh, I, just, I love it. I love that's the whole storyline. <laughs> so for those who are listening right now, um, we actually met at a Starbucks and Vans was holding her cutest little puppy, Callie, baby girl, Frenchie. Yeah. And I couldn't resist. Like, it's not easy for me to approach people, but I couldn't resist. So I was like, right? can I pitch your dog? <laughs> yeah, she, I think she was only like three months old at the time. So cute. She was super cute. She still is cute. They didn't let me stay at the Starbucks. Now. So I had to like come outside. Yeah, I followed right. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. But the second way we know each other is I added you on Instagram from yeah. that day. And I saw how how inspiring you were from a fitness perspective like you've come a really long way and I knew there was a story to tell and honestly to our listeners I don't even know what the story is so I'm hearing this for the first time just the same way as you are mm -hmm. um, but I'm really excited to to dive into it because I think um, 
just based on Van's profile on Instagram, I was super inspired. So I'd love to hear more. Um, you know, in addition to the incredible person that that you are, like you just you shine so bright. What did it take to where to get to where you are today? Not just from a fitness standpoint, but who you are as a person. Um, yeah, that's for me. It's a really deep question, just because I feel that there's been so many levels to me. So I feel like there's just been so many steps that I've had to take mm-hmm. to be where I am now. Right. Um, I've dealt with a lot. I've dealt with a lot of fears, a lot of doubt, a lot of scary moments in my life. Um, and so to be where I am today, it's not just, oh, here's, you know, here's Vans. She has a great weight loss story. Right. There's so many levels to that. Right. Um, and I feel very proud of where I am today because that girl a few years ago. Right. I like I would never like I would just love to tell her, hey, like you're going to do this. You're going to make it. You're going to inspire a few women along the way. That's amazing. And and you're right. When you say that a fitness journey is not just a fitness journey, everything in your past leads up to the moment where you're committed enough to be able to accomplish that weight loss journey. It's yep. never just at face value, you know, no. shedding fat. It's never just about that. And that's how I knew to yeah. reach out to you. It wasn't just about physique it's never it's always a huge there's always a big background story to it yeah um, definitely and that's definitely what what I'm hoping to dive into today so I guess that leads me to my next question I think you essentially answered it but you know are you the same person you are today than you were in your 20s no so I mean in my 20s young mom I had my daughter my first daughter at 20 um struggling with weight all the like the entire time, for sure. Um, freshly married, moved in with my husband into this home where, you know, to me, I still felt like a kid. I still wanted to be with my parents. Right. But in the background of all that, I had a lot of issues at home. Mm-hmm. My dad got deported to Colombia around those times. And um, it really broke our family, really, really broke our family. And me being so close to him, um, I just... I never felt like I can almost live without him. You know right. what I mean? Like I had to be this mom all of a sudden, but mm-hmm. I didn't have his security there. I had my mom who's like, we became really close due to my pregnancy, but who I was then, like if it wasn't for my kid, um, you know, I, I don't think I would have seen like a light at the end of the tunnel. You right. know what I mean? I was just so broken from not having my dad, but then I also had to fight and just try to be an amazing mom and like push through because, you know, I have a husband, I have a baby, you know, and I have my life that I have to live, right? Regardless if, you know, my dad is there or not. So definitely, definitely super different to who I am today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely had to push through, push through a lot, through a lot of different barriers. Um, I want to say after... My daughter was about five. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was killed in Colombia. Oh. Okay. And that tore me completely yeah. apart. And I feel like that's now, besides all the other traumas that I've had in right. my childhood, okay, once that happened, I created like this huge barrier in front of me. Understandably. It was really, really hard to just like even focus on myself, like how, you know, so I would find myself self-sabotaging a lot, right? I was young too. Like nobody was really teaching me the way at that time. We're not equipped at that age. No, right? And it was just, it became a really, really difficult time in my life where I just thought, oh my God, like how do I even, how do I even function, Right. you know? And I would look back and I would think about all the things my dad would do. And I just remember always thinking, well, my dad was always into fitness. My dad would like always do this. And, you know, the the fact that I didn't have him there anymore made me more want to be like him. Right. Right. Just to kind of just keep, keep him alive. Keep him alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where my fitness story kind of started because I just thought, how do I make him proud? How do I still have him here? You know, and. I got into fitness thinking the way he would think, like, you know, let's just do this, let's push, let's, you know, and he was always kind of that voice in my head. Right. Um, And it became even more prominent, I feel, um, 
when I was trying to have a second child. Mm. Um, it was about maybe five years in and it, like nothing's happening. Mm. And I'm like, what's happening, right? So I went to a fertility doctor. This doctor told me, you know, you're having issues conceiving right. because you're considered obese. Straight out, just like that. And I was like, no way. Like, you can't say that. in like, to me, like that, like so harsh. I was so fragile at that time. Um, and so I was upset. I was upset, especially because he said in front of my husband. And I felt ashamed, Aww. you know, because I knew exactly, like, as he's saying that, I'm thinking about the girl in the background, right. behind the scenes, like mm -hmm. self-sabotaging, eating absolutely everything because right. I have so much, like, pain inside me, right? right? Um, and I thought, whatever, I, I'm i going to prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. I got a job at Good Life Fitness. That job turned out to be like a 10-year job. Oh, wow. Yeah, at Good Life Fitness. But I never really felt a connection with any of the trainers there. Like, they were just my coworkers. Right. I never wanted to work out with them. Right. And at that time, I'm about uh, 20, I don't know, 20-something years old. There's this woman, comes out with this boot camp. And everybody knows her. I feel like you might know her. Her name was Lisbeth Lopez. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I want to be her. Like, I <laughs> looked at her and I thought, that's the body I want. Like, I want to look Hourglass, like this woman. Yep. <laughs> and I went to Hourglass Workout. And I was one of the first ones in that boot camp when she first started it. Oh, she did awesome. it. Yeah, she did it in Liberty Village at the time. And I would wake up every day, four in the morning. Not every day, but like maybe three oh, times a week. Yeah. And I would go and I would just kill it and I'd give it my all. And I, I, and I would like, again, he's, my dad's always that person in the back of my head. You know what I mean? Like you have like the little devil on the shoulder, yep. but then you have that little angel here. This was your dad. He was like, he's my dad. He's like, you got this. You know what I mean? I could hear his voice, honestly. Um, and it's something like only me and my sister can like really relate to. For sure. In terms of like when we talk about him like mm -hmm. that. Um, and lo and behold, I, I lose like 30 pounds in those 30 months and I'm pregnant. Wow. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, stupid doctor is right. And so that's where like, that's where kind of Vans is like now this new fitness girl. And I want to like continue this in my life because I see how the results, the results were yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it just the story continues more and more. Right. With fitness and me just getting to the goal. Right. I'd get to the goal, but then I'd get pregnant. Right. Each and every time. Three years later, it happened again. Like this cycle is <laughs> like three years. Oh, she's pregnant. I'd lose the weight, get to my goal, gain some back. And pregnant. then it's like this. <laughs> it was just this like vicious cycle almost in terms of like, why can I sustain my results? Right. What's happening? And I think it goes back to me not dealing properly mm. with that trauma and that pain that I had because sure. I would always go back to those like those darker moments right. right um and it goes to just not dealing with it right right and i think that was just that's the hardest part right. of, that this journey has like opened up for me like uh, for me i'm just like why can i maintain this right and i feel i definitely i want to dive into a little bit more about your journey and kind of those in between your pregnancies yes um but before i do that i also want to acknowledge and i'm sure you're mindful of it but women in general our bodies are meant to sustain fat in order to produce yeah so if we want to be fertile as possible it's not going to happen at 10% body fat you know, you, no. you need yeah. to have a good cushion, which is also why men lose fat in their abdomen a lot quicker than women. We keep it for a reason. And that's Absolutely. really to be able to procreate. It's just nature and science. So in between your journey, every time that you found yourself falling back into a specific pattern, so you'd go you know, you'd, you'd be focused on your fitness journey and then you'd kind of go back into an old pattern. Can you describe a little bit as to what was happening for you, whether it was emotional or mental, that was allowing you to fall back into that pattern to begin with? Okay, so let's like, let's ignore pregnancies in between. Sure. Okay? Sure. For me, I feel like it's kind of like that fear of missing out. You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like I would fall back into those old patterns of... You know, like the, the comments come, you know, and they get in the way and it's like, you know, just live life a little. Oh, my God. Like you're measuring your foods again. Like, right. really, you're doing that. Like the you know, criticism, you, the criticism or the comments like you're, you know, your face looks too skinny. You look better when you're a little bit fuller. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. all those things. There's always and I mean, being from 
where I'm from, you know, with in, in the Spanish community, it's like, if you look a little bit too thin, it's like you always get comments, but right. like you still get comments if you are, you know, gaining it back too. So it's exactly. like there's, so for me, it's like now I'm just trying not to focus so much on people's opinions. Like if it's what I feel best at, where I feel the best, um, what makes me feel the best. And that's it, you know, because I feel like sometimes we fall back into those patterns because first off, yeah, there's, you know, some mental obstacles I feel that might Mindset. get in the way. Mindset, for sure. Um, and then the other ones are just what you think, you know, people are going to think, mm. you know. And, mm -hmm. Or some of it is just a lack of maybe consistency as well. Right. You know, sometimes we just get tired of being consistent the entire time, every single day. And I it's agree. like, okay, I have to meal prep again and I have to meal prep this and I have to do that. And you get tired of that. Right. Um, so for me, I think it's just now I'm focusing more on balance. Right. I think sustainability. That, absolutely. Right. So finding something that you can stick with long term. Yeah. Something you won't get tired of. Exactly. Right? Because if you don't get tired of it, then you can continue lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that being in that like constant meal prep mode or right. always trying to be your leanest, mm -hmm. for me, it's not sustainable and you are going to get tired of it. And that's right. why you keep on falling back into, right. you know, those old trends. Right. 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 Especially if you are having children and you're still fertile, what's going to happen is naturally your body's going to prepare for fertility. So each time you get pregnant, your hormones are raging and you need to feed it. Yeah. So no matter what your mindset is, your body needs something different when you're when you're pregnant. It's funny that you're saying that because remember I said like every three years I'd get pregnant. Right. right? <laughs> so my son. And for the record, how many pregnancies are we at? Uh, four <laughs> so she doesn't look it at all so it blows so, my mind every time <laughs> it's insane it's like now i'm thinking oh my god around this time i should be i should be pregnant again right right but with my fourth pregnancy i decided to get a tubal ligation so oh wow um no more babies for me i got my boy <laughs> and i good, thought okay set. i'm set <laughs> but i was just like is that why my body now all of a sudden wants to like Maybe. I don't know. Could maybe, be. Maybe there's something there. I don't know because it's it's used to like getting pregnant every three years. So I was right. just like, oh, my gosh. But anyways, that's not happening again. <laughs> I have a dog instead. <laughs> so five kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One with four legs. Yep. So I want to take it a little. I want to take a step back um, and kind of go into the story behind fitness and a little bit about your childhood trauma, which you touched on um, as it relates to your father. What experience would you describe as the biggest turning point in your life? And and if it was that, if you don't mind going into it a little bit more. Yeah, I would say definitely the biggest turning point was his his passing. Um, I feel like it developed this this fear inside me that at any point, right. um, you know, things can just change, right. you know, and that's exactly what happened with him. You know, he was this healthy man um, early into his 60s and, you know, his life was cut short. Right. Right. Very and, short. and I never I always thought my dad is like this invincible man like you know he would get into car accidents he would get into like would fall off you know something and he was always okay and to know that he was just like his life was cut like that right and he didn't survive that I just thought oh my god like I'd, I just developed like this PTSD you know right. where I was like I need to live life I need to live it the best way possible right um but at the same time, I still have that fear right. at the back of my head, right? And sometimes, so that comes with a lot of anxiety on a daily basis sometimes. And some days are better than others. Mm -hmm. But what I do find um, in these last three years since COVID, COVID really made me like a, a, a hot mess in terms of anxiety, right? And this is why I turned to fitness and nutrition mm. at that time because I felt like it was just taking over and all those fears were coming back and I thought this is not I don't there's nothing wrong with me this is just my mental health and my mental health is making me sick I need to deal with this right away right. and I knew I didn't want to go on meds um you know my doctor wanted to put me on anxiety medication and right. I thought 
I don't want to depend on that. Is there a natural way I can do it? Mm-hmm. And I never forget, and I told one of my first coaches this, was I went to a respiratory doctor and he did the whole sleeping test where they put all those cables all over your all over your body, all over your head. And then once the report came back, he said, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of you losing a little bit of weight. Hmm. Again. Just to solve for to your sol- sleep or for PTSD? my sleeping and just like sorry, for my sleeping and like okay. the and the way that like he's like, You're you're very anxious. Mm. You I you know, which might be a contributor as to why you feel like you're short of breath all the time. Okay. Right? Because I was always having like the short of breath. I felt like my chest was always like very heavy. And tight. And tight. Okay. Right? So all these tests came back and it always came back to the point that, you know what? You just need to lose some weight. Right. And I heard that again. And I'm like, this sounds familiar. They told me this when I couldn't have a baby. Right. And now it's coming back. But I agree with him this time. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was just like letting all my fear take over. And I was... And I love to say the word. I was self-sabotaging with food. Right. Right. It was a scary time. COVID was like full blown. Mm -hmm. I thought there was this green monster outside that was going to come and get me. I was always scared. And, you know, I, I know what to do, but to like eat. Eat. Right. Right. So that's where like I got, first of all, my heaviest. I called my coach March 2020. Oh my gosh. So 2021, I think. So that was a year into COVID then. Yeah. Yes, Exactly. And I said, I don't know what it, I don't know what we're gonna do, but please, you need to help me. I'm the heaviest I've ever been, and I know you can help me. She's like, let's do this. Okay, so that was Susan Galuzzo, and she helped me tremendously. She completely retrained my mind and healed so much of what was wrong with me just with nutrition. Without, and that wasn't even her intention. Her right. intention was just to help me lose weight. Sure. But what she did not realize is that she really helped my mental health in mm. like in so many ways. Indirectly. Indirectly, completely. I was just like, wow. Um I feel I feel I feel a lot more clear in my you know, there was just so much clarity. I didn't feel anxious anymore. And what kind of clarity did she provide during that time for you? Um, for me it was that constant the clarity came from the constant accountability. Okay. Okay. Um, teaching me how to eat the right way, the right foods, um, holistic foods. Um, you know, it wasn't so much about tracking your meals and, you know, the whole macro-based perspective. Right. For her, it was just eat wholesome foods, you know, okay. like lots of vegetables, lots of protein, Um good carbs, like eliminate dairy type of things. But for me, it worked because all those other foods, like the ones that I wasn't eliminating in my life before, were contributing to a lot of different issues inside me, right? So I was getting like a lot of skin issues. Um, I I found that I was getting a lot of like gut issues as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, slowly but surely, you start to see the results, you know? Um, And not so much in the weight, but in how you feel. Right. Right? Like everything started to change about me within like three months for sure. I started to feel a lot lighter mentally. Right. That was, I think, the most mind-blowing part for me where I was just like, I feel so much lighter. I don't feel worried all the time. Right. And did you not have that mental clarity in your fitness journey prior to COVID? No. Okay. And no, I was assume the difference was more so from a nutrition standpoint. Yeah. It, it all came back to nutrition. For me before, it was all about... You know, I just, I want to lose weight. And if I didn't see that number, I just started to become very, like, obsessive with it. Right. Um, And so it wasn't a pleasant process. It was just like, I just want to get to that point. So Mm -hmm. I would, like, slave myself at the gym, you know, hardly eat. That's the thing. Like, I was, like, pretty much starving myself going on, like, 800-calorie diets. Right. Or, you know, or falling into, like, I don't know, weight loss programs, <clears throat> where it was like either isogenics or some type of keto diet or just shakes. Right. You know, doing those things before. Right. Which are very strict, by the way. Very strict. You hardly eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you you know, you would get the results quickly. Right. right? So I thought. So it works. It's it would just work, not sustainable. But again, I wasn't doing it the right way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those times before. Yeah. 
And you mentioned a little bit about micro and macronutrients. So would it be safe to assume that you were a lot more diligent and regimented in your fitness journey prior to, mind you, probably for the wrong reasons, like you mentioned, but it sounds like your nutrition journey now is a lot more relaxed and easier to follow, whereas in your journey prior to, um, prior to COVID that is, you might have struggled a bit more because it's just too, too regimented. It was for sure. Um, I learned that you can eat the things you love. Yes. You put love into it. Um, you know, and you know, there, there, there is sometimes right. in, in like in the programs that I've done recently, even after COVID, where I do have to get into my whole macro tracking and all sure. that. By all means, yes. But like now I know how to do it properly. Right. Right. Okay. I know, I know the difference between, you know, eating just food, like, you know, uh, eating foods just to fit the macros versus consuming quality foods, volume foods that are going to, fair, you know, feed me in a better way and right. fuel me the right. correct way. Right? right. So I, I understand the difference now before it was like, just eat however, as long as it fits your macros. Right. Now I'm just like, no, I need to eat in the way where I feel best fueled. Um, so you need to use your macros wisely. Wisely, absolutely. Like it's not just like okay, well, I'll eat McDonald's, right? If, you know, I can fit as long as it fits, right? Versus no, you know what? You know what? I can eat maybe like three nice massive salads, with a good piece of protein, beautiful sweet potatoes on the side. Like to me, it's <laughs> like the prettier it looks, the better, and then it also fits the macros in like and. In a, in a better way. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to break that down for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with with macronutrients and micronutrients. Yeah. So essentially, um, we have our larger nutrients, which are, you know, protein, carbs, fats, um, which most individuals are familiar with. But within those categories, you have healthier options and options that are not so healthy. Right. So let's stick to the McDonald's example that you just gave us. French fries, McDonald's French French fries are carbs. You let's say you're allowed 500 grams of carbs per day. You could use that for your McDonald's fries, but you could also use it for sweet potatoes, which might still be the same amount of carbs, but you're getting a lot more nutrients and, yes. and vitamins from that food choice. So in turn, you're actually feeling like way more energized. And I think even your digestive process yeah. is just so much easier like it flows better your body can tolerate it better and it's it, it's simply more fulfilling and more. i think long term you'll feel the difference it, like you described yeah and it's long term you know what i mean for me right. it's like the way i feel eating like that on a weekly basis right i feel so good and then yeah. it takes that one bad meal you know where you're like oh my god why did i do that you realize the difference you know so mm -hmm. i think it's just a matter of you Trying it out right. for a couple of weeks for sure mm -hmm. and seeing how amazing you feel. Right. And then purposely have that one like that one meal that might not be the greatest and you see how much it affects you. Absolutely. Right. You have to really learn how to like listen to your body in that time. You know? Sure. And I also think it varies with age. I yeah. think when you're a lot younger, you might not feel the difference so much. Right. As you age for me, <laughs> so I think 27, it hit me hard at the age of 27. Yeah. It just I couldn't eat the same things. And I, I ballooned no. like crazy. Wow. <laughs> like what is this right yeah, so yeah, yeah. it definitely um your age has an impact as well but um we metabolize slower as we get older unfortunately <laughs> yeah i know i'm sorry i i, I definitely realize that now yeah. <laughs> it's crazy we all come to terms with it at some point right <laughs> what would you say is your biggest challenge in your fitness journey consistency um a hundred percent um i think i've proved it already to myself and to everybody that working out for me is not the challenge right i love it um i love challenging myself but i think where i lack consistency is nutrition and that's because it's been something that i've always struggled with right um and i'm always just trying to be better mm -hmm. right so i i try to develop healthy habits so that i can stay consistent right um and it's not always you know perfect but i'm, I'm always trying right so for me being consistent uh, consistent means that you know I'm I'm prepared right. at all times right um, and that means you know maybe taking a Friday right or you know twice a week and preparing some of my meals 
you know, so that I, so that I don't fall into that trap. Good for you. Again, you're preparing. Preparing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get those moments where you're just like, I'm so lazy. Like, really, you know. But then I'll try to make a good choice again if I am feeling lazy. I'll be like, all right, I'll just go get a whole chicken at Costco. And I'll like, you know, chop it apart and like do stuff like that. Which maybe, is just as good as a you know, homemade meal. Just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the way, you know, I, I try to stay consistent. But it's always like this job. Right. You know, and it's it, it's not easy. That's for sure. So what I'm really hearing is that your relationship with food has pretty much evolved from the beginning of your fitness journey up until now. Yeah. Um, you've Everyone has a relationship with food, but it, was, it went from unhealthy to healthy. And I think a big portion of how you use food now is not so much just for comfort, but for sustainability and for health. Absolutely. Whereas before it was something that you would fall back on in times of trauma. Mm-hmm. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. And you find you're finding that that works for you much better yep. than the past. You know, that's awesome. It, it it took a long way to get here, right? Right. right. Um, and I think, ugh, I mean, since I got that job at Good Life, I still like being surrounded by so many fitness experts. Right. I still didn't know what I was doing. Right. It took me essentially. Um, that was what 2008. Mm-hmm. And how many years is that? I'm like horrible at math. So am I, but I'm going to say <laughs> over 15 years. Okay, let's say 15 years, okay? Yeah. For me to just finally get it now. Right. And that didn't come from me, um, you know, doing, you know, these little trend diets or anything like that. I didn't learn that way. I had to invest. Mm-hmm. I had to invest in myself. Right. And I had to go to the right people. Right. You know, I didn't want to do it. The doctor's way. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it with, um, you know, any little diet out there. Like for me, keto and those other shake things that I used to do. I didn't want to do it that way because right. I knew that as soon as I would stop, I'd come back. Mm. Right. So I had to invest in myself. I had to, you know, go to a coach that really knew what they were talking about. And I wanted them to teach me how to eat properly. Right. And that's when I realized that food for me and fitness is medicine and that's what's going to make me better in every way right and you found that it's helping helping 100 percent. that's amazing and can you give us a little um, perspective in terms of statistics or metrics what you've accomplished since covid you mentioned that you were the heaviest during covid but looking at you now you're not you don't look heavy at all to me so oh if you're comfortable do you yeah, mind sharing absolutely. where um, you were and where you are now i think well the heaviest i've ever been it's about 210 pounds Oh, wow. And not five, five feet. Five feet tall. Okay. Um, let's exclude pregnancies because with pregnancies, right. yeah, definitely I'll like probably pass that number. Right. Um, I'm short, you know, and holding all that weight, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I don't want to say debilitating, but it definitely hindered me a lot. You do feel a, a difference. You feel sure. a difference. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was just always like so out of breath mm-hmm. and like other issues come along with that. Right. You know, um, I developed a PCOS. At one point, I was like, what is this? What's happening? And so... And that's polycystic ovarian syndrome for yes. those who are f- not familiar. Yes. Um, but two, yeah, I want to say maybe, maybe like 210 was my heaviest. And it took me about, once I started in March 2021, it took me about six months to lose 45. Wow. By And then I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even done. For me, I was like, I was just so fired up. And motivated. On on like that motivation that I had at that point. At that point, it was just, it was consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, motivation wears off. Right. 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 Yeah, you get motivated in the beginning, but then you start seeing results and you're like, wow, I love how I look. Mm -hmm. I love how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you want to keep on pushing yourself. Right. Right. Because I thought, well, I got this in me. I might as well just keep going. Not keep going in terms of like, I want to get to my skinniest. Right. I just want to feel so good. I want to feel fit. And I just, who I was seeing in the mirror just wasn't quite who I wanted to be just yet. Right. Right. You weren't done. I wasn't (laughs) done. I was already there prior, you know, prior to like, you know, when I was um, done with all my pregnancies, I was like, I would get to that goal. I would get to that goal. But I wanted to be better than that Mm -hmm. version of Vance. Mm -hmm. So those 45 then turn into... 70 pounds lost and i was like oh my god that's incredible yeah that was and then and, i did it so what time frame 
that was maybe 10 months 10 months that's incredible 10 months yeah of just like giving it all i got like i was working out it wasn't even every day okay i was doing like three times committed to three times i think one of the most life-changing things for me was just committing to ten thousand steps a day Mm. you know um I, I I committed to that. That be, that became like a non-negotiable in my life. It was right. actually part of the program. You were I wasn't allowed to like not do it. Right. You know, every check-in was like, did you do your ten thousand steps a day? So me and that Fitbit, we became like best friends. Best friends. <laughs> um, hydration. Mm-hmm. You know, I think is so water under- specifically, or water, are you drinking other fluids. Water for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was just water. It's easy. I don't have to do anything fancy. Mm-hmm. It was just like water. Sometimes I'll have tea at night or things like that. But for the most part, yes, water. And I would commit to like three liters minimum. Sometimes I would go four. Sometimes I'd go like a little bit excessive and do five. But four was just like, you know, the minimum. Right. You know, and you start to develop like these non-negotiables in your life where you mm-hmm. just like without them, you know, I can't function properly. Right. Um, you know, your skin starts to look better. Everything just starts to feel better. Right. Right. And they become habits in your life that, you know, you don't want to let go of because they make you feel so good. Right. Good for you. And I feel healthy habits. I mean, we all have habits, some of which are not so great. But right? I know <laughs> when you have one that you can be proud of, I think that's pretty incredible. So congratulations Thank to you. accomplishing so much. Yeah. It's um, I mean, yeah, I lost the 70 pounds. You know, but I I got really lean at that point. Something right. that I've I, I've never been at that weight. Right. Um. And I did it mostly like the, those extra. I want to say like ten pounds. Those right. last ten pounds, I did them mostly because I wanted to do a photo shoot. Mm. So I did a photo shoot. Um, I saw kinda, the results. Looked incredible. Yeah, just to kind of you know <laughs> to celebrate that transformation. Yes. Um. And for me, like I loved every moment, but every every moment of it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bridge Counseling and Psychotherapy, offering services to couples and individuals, helping them explore their inner selves, discover strengths, and move towards living a life filled with balance and growth. They can help you address anxiety to mood disorders and so much more. For more information, visit bridgepsychotherapy.ca and book your free consultation today. Right. So we've gone pretty in depth about your fitness journey. Um, I will actually want to talk a little bit more about your mental health in the process. You touched a little bit on PTSD and anxiety um, and offline. We were talking a little bit more about your dad's story. But I want to ask you, when did you realize in your life, when you kind of overlook the whole journey, um, when did you really realize that something was wrong and you had to just switch? You had to make a change, something that really pushed you. Um, And and, and maybe your dad's story is, is a big part of that. But what was it in your life when you're like, you know what, enough is enough? Um, I feel like... When he passed, mm-hmm. absolutely, that that changed a lot for me. It put a lot into perspective. Um, I realized that, you know, life is short, right? And but it was it was kind of a weird dynamic because yeah, life is short, and you want to go and you want to enjoy and you want to live life to the fullest. But then you also have like this fear, mm-hmm. um, you know, that not that something similar would happen to me, but that you know things can end abruptly, you know? Right. Was it more so you could lose someone else in your life? I can life? lose someone else in my life. You know, I was thought worst case scenario. Right. Um, and all that like trickled into other things, you mm-hmm. know? I became like a severe hypochondriac. Oh, wow. Like, I was like, my, my heart's beating a little bit too fast or, um, you know, I can't breathe properly. Right. I hear heart, I, I was getting heart palpitations. So many things were starting to happen to me because I was just always so anxious. Um, and I, it, it's not until COVID that it really, I think, struck me. Okay. Um, so it's been pretty unaddressed then from between your dad's passing and COVID. Yeah, it was just like this, like that whole time. Okay. You know, I'm always dealing with that. Right. You know, and when COVID hit and I got to, I guess, my heaviest, mm-hmm. that's where I was like, 
something's wrong with me. I mm. had the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life. Wow. Um, and I was really, really scared. Like there was nothing I could do to just like catch my breath. Right. I, I told my husband, like, we're either going to go to the hospital or just like hold me. What was it like and what was your trigger in that moment? I don't know. Wow. You know what I mean? So it just happened. It just happened out of nowhere. I just felt like I, it was like, I felt like there's an elephant on my chest. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. And it's also like, it was just so many fears. You know, I always right. had this fear that I'm, I'm going to die one day in my sleep. I'm going to die of like cardiac arrest, you know, and all these things come from something. Right. So the whole fear of cardiac arrest, you know, when I was about 10 years old, I witnessed my grandmother, you know, in ICU dying from, you know, a heart attack. Right. And I remember the doctors telling my parents so clearly, I remember the words, your daughter shouldn't be in here. You know, this can put her into shock and it can, you know, it can affect her the rest of her life. Mm. Never thought it. I just wanted to be with my grandmother. But all that eventually, you know, instilled like this fear in me that, you know, I can die from a heart attack. Right, you know, it's in right, my family. Right. The death of my father, same thing. Like, you know, the fear of like just passing away like that. Mm -hmm. So when I would get, you know, these anxiety attacks, I think worst case scenario. Right. Eventually, you know, it starts to get to you. You know, every day, you know, you start feeling a little hint of something. You think something bad's happening. Right. And some people see it as like you're being dramatic right. or you're overreacting. Just relax. There's no turn. There's no such thing as just relax. It's true. So that's why I said, okay, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that anymore. Right. I'm. It, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary to feel that. It's 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 almost like you get tired of explaining to your doctors. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I right. just know that I'm anxious all the time. And you'd go there in tears, and they're just like, okay, well, here, do you want some meds? Right. I don't want and it's even hard to diagnose when it's hard to diagnose, right? Because it's like it really. So I remember just doctor saying it's like you are you have anxiety to have an anxiety attack. Right. I was like, okay, whatever that is, I don't know, but I want to fix it. Right. So I'm just happy I turned um I, I turned into the fitness remedy versus medication. Right. I didn't want to I didn't want to rely on that. Right. And not not that there's anything wrong with there's medication, nothing, but I definitely think it's not for everyone. It's not for, it wasn't for me. Right. It's just, for me, I just thought, I think there's another way. Sure, sure. There's, which is why we have this podcast, right? Like the goal is to try and uncover all the alternative right? opportunities, yeah. options, and medication as possible. And in yeah. your case, it was fitness yeah. and nutrition. Um, and nutrition is, you know, it's 80% of what makes your body composition Absolutely. so that's a huge part of who you are so if you're using nutrition to medicate yourself in a certain way and it for you it's resolved ptsd and anxiety you know i think a lot of people can benefit from absolutely nutrition right i have a lot like there's a lot of women that will message me that say that they've you know they've heard you know the things i used to feel they've heard my story and that you know it they want to do the same. Like, how right. can I help them? Where can I lead them to? Right. You know, and I'm not a gatekeeper of any of the information that I've, you know, that I've learned. Um, for me, it's like, if I can pay it forward, if I can help you, I'm not a coach, right. but I've gone through it. Right. You know, and I think experience speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'll always lead them in the right direction. Because, you know, I, if somebody has ever felt as rotten as I felt. Right. And, you know, versus how I feel now. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, here's all the info. Go for it. I want you to feel better. Right. And in a few months when I get that message that it's helped them a lot, mm -hmm. to me, I'm just like, wow. Like, that's amazing. That is amazing. And what would you say are some of the remedies that, that worked for you? More, more specifically, do you have any recommendations in terms of coaches, any specific foods that you eat, protein shakes? Do you have any tangible recommendations? So let's hit coaches first. Sure. So I'm, I started with my coach um, at, at, around COVID. Um, her name's Susan Galuzzo. Okay. She owns uh, Best of You. She started at Hourglass. Okay? Oh, okay. We, we had started at the same time, but we didn't know each other at that time. Oh, wow. Small and world. I, would, I mean, I got tired of going to Toronto, right? So I thought with Hourglass. Right. So 
she actually opened up the Markham location. Oh, okay. And that's how I continued with her. And so I was kind of like an OG member with like in her in her Hourglass franchise. Right. Eventually she sold that business and she started Best of You online program. Okay. Um was that virtual specifically? It was virtual. Okay. Yeah. So she um she started that and then that's who I hit up at COVID when I said enough's enough. I don't want to feel this way. Completely changed my life. Okay, completely different program to other programs we might see out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't done every program, but I know that hers is super special and it's really close to my heart just because she teaches you a lifestyle. She Mm -hmm. doesn't teach you, you know, a fast weight loss program. Right. She's teaching you how to live life in a healthy way, not just for you, but for you and your family. So that's my first coach that I love. Um, Second, I've... Because I love fitness, I thought, all right, I want to like, I want to challenge myself a little bit more. So then I went with one of the Man the F Up coaches. Um, his name's Bailey Green, and he's my current coach, my trainer right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you know you're more into the whole fitness part of it, mm-hmm. absolutely, my of a very good recommendation would be him. Um, I love, I went with him only because I know he specializes in women's hormones. Oh, good to know. Okay. Right. So that right away struck a chord with me because mm-hmm. all of Susan's um, program is based on, you know, resetting the hormones, you right. know, and just tackling those things first. Right. It's like a reset for your body. So I thought, you know what? They kind of go hand in hand. Right. They don't know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They kind of have the same perspective. Right. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to, you know, start fitness training mm-hmm. on a higher level, I want to be with somebody that kind of understands the way I already eat. Right. Because he hasn't really changed, you know, all the nutrition things that I learned with Susan. Right. You know, he gives me, you know, macros here and there that I need to follow, but I still eat the way I learned with her. Right. So That's it works really great. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. And in, I mean, in terms of like, certain things that I eat because I know you said like some protein shakes and stuff like that my favorite brand would be Skanooza oh never heard of it Skanooza is amazing um they are just a very very like high grade protein like they're like a New Zealand a New Zealand protein away um yeah they have whey but they also have like uh the raw vegan one as well okay good to know yeah they have some really and then they also have a really good supplement that I take that's called sea vegetables Mm -hmm. You just get like a lot more of your greens in there. Right. For me, it's great for skin. It's great for hair. Um, and just everything here in your gut. Gut health. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's really important. And vitamins. Do you take vitamins too? I have to be a little bit more diligent with those. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know if my husband's watching, he's just like, did you take your vitamins? Because he's, he's another one, okay, that's like very into all of this, okay? Amazing. He's on par with me. Like we are on the same level, which is very, very important. Um, he also has an amazing weight loss story. Oh, great. Yeah. I have to get him in here one day. <laughs> you have to. Oh my God. He's, he's like, he's shy, but he's like so cute. Um, he also trains with Bailey. So we're like doing this together as like oh, this great. partner. It's great to have that support. Yeah. Partner for yeah. Sure. So in terms of vitamins, um, a good multivitamin for sure. Mm-hmm. Probiotic. Probiotic for me, I need all the time. Yeah. I, I used to be really prone to UTIs. So if I'm not on top of that and on top of that with like with my water intake, right. UTIs are like coming at me. Right. Um, omegas. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then like for like gym here and there, I'll take like EAAs. Um, I don't take too much in terms of like supplements Just for the, fitness. The basics. Just the basics. For me, it's like a treat at the gym if right. I have some EAAs. Um, but besides that, a good multivitamin, my sea vegetables by Skunuza, mm-hmm. and a probiotic. Awesome. And omegas. Yeah. I think that's pretty good for someone who's not on top of it. <laughs> but I don't take it, like, all the time. That's right. the thing. So consistency but, like, again. Consistency again. Right. Yeah, for right. sure. But I try my best. Right. You know, even if it's, like, four times a week. Right. Then I'm like, all right, at least I did four times a week out of the seven. Right. You know? Right. And honestly, once you get used to one habit, it'll make room for a new one yeah. later down the line. Exactly. So yeah. just give it a little bit more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you say that you're fully recovered at this point from everything, from your trauma, um, where you are in terms of your weight loss? Do you think you're at your final point or do you feel like you've I don't got think more so. work to do? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like there's just always... 
room for improvement. There's always sure. room for improvement. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't want to say fully recovered, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, I, I do feel like there's still some work to do for sure. Sure. Um, you know, I still I still fluctuate in weight, which is very very common, mm-hmm. um, and it's normal. Mm-hmm. Some some women feel defeated when that happens, right. and I think it's very important to recognize that no, your body's just designed to do that. Exactly. You know, you can't always be at your leanest, right? And that's something I've had to come to co- terms with. Mm-hmm. I'm not at my leanest right now. The right. leanest I was was in October, November ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I always come back to this, and I'm okay with this. Right. You know, and you have to you have to find like that happy medium for sure. Yes. Um but in terms of the yeah, fully recovered, no. I think there's always room for improvement. Maybe I should also rephrase that yeah. cuz you, you touched on the word happy. Are you happy with where you are? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And that's I think for the me most it's like part. I'm happy because I see that my kids have witnessed their mom mm-hmm. go from someone who's in bed crying all the time. Mm-hmm. Sad um, or just crying out of nowhere, right? Um, lazy, um, just almost like emotionless sometimes, mm, you know, numb. numb, right? And they would see th- these bad habits that I was doing, right? And I, I'm happy now that they see a different version of me, right? Right? They see me, you know, eating all my vegetables, you know, right. and even if they're not doing it, at least they see me doing it eventually. My right. hope is that you know they kind of. Start following those, those habits. you know, pick up those habits as sure. well. And I love that, you know, it's my husband and I doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I see my daughter now getting excited. My 17 year old, you know, is like, hey, Ma, you, you like you down for a workout? I'm like, all the time. I get That's so excited amazing. when she says she wants to go work out with me. She's a full time dancer as well. So she hardly has any time. But for me, it's like. They go hand in hand, dance yeah. and fitness. Like I mean, dance is already a sport on its own. For sure. Right? So to see her wanting to do it just because it makes her feel good. Right. Right? Sometimes she's frustrated mm-hmm. or she's stressed with, you know, schoolwork and a workout just makes her feel so much better. So I always want her to know and I stress it to her is that, you know, go work out because you need like a little bit of like a mental break. Right. Right? Right. Don't do it for, I want to be skinny. Right. Okay? Like. We, we have really deep conversations like that. So right. I love where I am now. I love the conversations that I have with my kids. I love the energy that I have for them. I also love that you're kind of that inspiration to them. So for your 17-year-old, by the way, I still can't stomach the fact that you have a 17-year-old because you look 17. But <laughs> It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's... I, it's just amazing. Like the bond that you have with them. But I don't know if you realize, and I've never met them before other than, you know, through your Instagram posts, but you are this amazing role model to them. At least that's how it comes across to me. Um, who would you say some of your role models are in the process or your support system? What does it look like? Oh, okay. So my role models for sure. Um, one of them would be my dad, for sure, hands down. Um, but like my my family, my family for sure. They're my biggest role models, starting with like my sister and my mom. Mm-hmm. My sister for me, she's ten years older than me. Okay, but she's always been that person. Like she's you been like that second mom. I've right. looked up to her in every way. She's always been like an amazing student. She's been like so into her health as well okay she's yeah it's always been something very important to her right growing up i always saw her you know just eating well she had you know she had her her younger days where it was like she was like a horrible um (laughs) she would eat like pizza all the time but eventually like she had to she had to become healthier because Mm -hmm. she was almost she had high cholesterol okay so she had some health issues too yeah but she was like Everyone thinks high cholesterol means you're like, you know, it's usually associated with somebody who's overweight. If anything, she was like this tiny girl. Right. So she also had to change the way. And Mm -hmm. all those things that created these cues in my head that like, you know what? Like food is everything. Right. Right. So she's been absolutely a huge role model to me, just being my big sister, obviously. And then my mom, my mom is essentially like my best friend. Um, She is my biggest fan. Um, so she is absolutely stunning. She looks like she's like aging backwards. No joke. <laughs> like Every, you, <laughs> it's insane. Like everyone sees her and they're like, "She's sixty, what?" <laughs> right. So <laughs> definitely, those are my three biggest role models. Amazing. Um, 
you know what? Sometimes I, I, and then I think about it too. And I'm like, you know what? My kids for sure too. Right, right. They really inspire me a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. And who else do you feel motivates you um, in terms of staying on that path? I know you mentioned your kids earlier. Um, Would you say that your coach also supports you in that sense? Do you have any other maybe medical providers that help you stay on track, not just from a physical standpoint, um, but also from a mental, emotional, holistically? What keeps you on track? I think my husband is a huge contributor to that. Right. He's like my I was telling him he's in my safe place. He's my safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I ever when I whenever I feel like I'm kind of falling off track, right. he's kind of my go to person because I can literally just be completely transparent with him mm-hmm. in the way I feel um, with my frustrations or in my happy moments. Like he's just there. And because he's also he's he's also going through that same type of journey with me. Right, so he can relate. He can relate. Um, we hold each other accountable for the most part. That's great. Um, so he's definitely a huge support system for me. Um, my coach for sure too. And yeah, I think what's what's beautiful about my coach is that, you know, he really understands mental health, mm-hmm. you know, and how, you know, it can definitely affect us in so many ways. Right. So he's completely aware of that as well. So if I am ever having, you know, a moment where I'm like, you know what, this week was just not it. Right. It's never like, I never feel judged. Right. If anything, I feel really supported. That's amazing. Right. It's so hard I to think find that. So it's really important. Yeah. In a coach for me, you know, somebody that understands that, you know, I do have my moments. Right. And I want to, again, one, thank you for, for being here to share your story. But whether you realize it or not, I think you're helping a lot of other people um, who are listening to this podcast. What motivates you to help other people? Oh, my God. I love that question. <laughs> I think it's that for me, it's just rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's I know where I know where I come from and I know where I am. And when somebody has hit rock bottom in any way, I I, I want to be that person that can help you lift you back up. Amazing. That like that really motivates me in any situation, you know, even just teaching in my makeup class um, or, you know, somebody at the gym that looks like a little bit shy. You know, I want to kind of like just make your day. And that's Absolutely. just kind of the person I am. Where, you know, I talk to strangers, you know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you know, I want them, like it just it motivates me just to make somebody's day. Right. Right. I I love doing that. And that that all comes with, you know, just being a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um coming from the family that I'm from, you know, where we're all just very friendly people. Um, you know, that I love seeing somebody feel good about themselves. Right. That's yeah. amazing. And what advice would you have for some listeners who might have um, a similar story to yours or, you know, someone that really resonates with you? What advice do you have for someone who may have experienced loss of a parent or a loved one, um, someone who's really struggled with their nutrition and diet as well as their physical regime? Do you have any advice for them? Um, Absolutely. I feel... It takes time, mm-hmm. right? Like I did mention, it's I'm here 15 years later, and it's taken so much time. So I think it's not putting uh, like an expiry date on right. your goal. You know, just take your time. You're gonna hit some bumps on the road, and it's completely normal to do so. Um, you will feel defeated, absolutely, but that doesn't mean that your journey's done. It's part of the journey. It's part of the journey, right. absolutely. And I feel like the most successful people out there have gone through so many hardships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I don't feel like I'm done, you know, and I think that just goes to say, you know, it's just, it takes time. So take those, take it day by day. Um, take those baby steps to create those little habits in your life that eventually will make you consistent, right? And at the end of the day, consistency is what really like, mm, builds everything, right? right? So, I think it's just taking your time. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And last question for you. Okay. If you were not a makeup artist today and you had unlimited financial resources, what would you do with your time for the rest of your life? (gasps) 
Right? Oh my god. Gym. No. <laughs> Just be at the gym? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I often see myself like, I don't know, sometimes I like play pretend in my head. Usually on like my rides to work. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what else would I do? Right? And it definitely has to do with in either inspiring others or speaking to people, helping people. Um, whatever that is. I don't there's not a specific title on it yet, but you know, I, I definitely want to be someone who can mentor someone else. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I'd like to say that you just did that mm. on this episode. So Stop. thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but if, would you be open to any of our listeners who may want to reach out to you? I can share your contact information yeah, on absolutely. Instagram. Um, maybe get that journey started. Yeah, hit me up. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much again. This was such a great conversation. And thank you for being so transparent. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you again for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Bye for now. And don't forget to make lemonade. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Listeners are encouraged to seek assistance from healthcare professionals on thelemonsaid.com or your nearest healthcare network. Crisis helplines are available to you 24 hours a day. Audio for the Lemon Said podcast was engineered and brought to you by Shoreline Sound Studios.